Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and I am so, so excited about our guest today. I am really, truly one of her biggest fans at this point. Her line is absolutely phenomenal. I know a lot of you might have heard of it. It's been all over my social feeds, and rightfully so. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the celebrity makeup artist and absolute genius behind Jamie Makeup, Jamie Greenberg. Welcome to the show, Jamie. I'm so excited to be hosting you. Thank you so much. Thank you for that beautiful intro. I'm so excited to be talking with you as well. Oh gosh, I really am such a fan and I absolutely love what you've done and created. And you know, I can't wait to dive into all of the products, Jamie, but I want to learn about you and your career and your background and what led to creating the brand because you have such an impressive trajectory with your artistry. So I'd love for you to walk us down memory lane if you could. Thank you so much. Okay, I'm going to try to keep it short so we don't lose your followers. <laughs> <laughs> So pretty much I studied uh, film in college and after lived in New York City, I graduated from Ithaca College, let's go bombers. And I was in film editing was what I thought I wanted to do. And after a while, I kind of realized it wasn't really what I wanted to do. And I was always good at makeup. And even my film professor was like, you should do makeup. You're always doing makeup on everybody's films. Like maybe that's something, but it was never an idea that I thought was a career path you could have. So after a little time, I decided maybe that is what I wanted to do. And I got a job at Ulta. I walked in with like Ann Taylor suit and resume and they were like, who is this dumb dumb? And I was like, (laughs) and I was trying to be professional. Meanwhile, I made like $7 an hour and started to unpack product at 4.30 in the morning and just got to really know product and something called gratis. And that is when brands come and tell you their storyline of their product and give you free stuff. And so I lived for gratis. I was like, I love getting free makeup. This is the best job ever. (laughs) I decided to move to Los Angeles to change careers. He wanted to get into film and I wanted to get into makeup. So we, that's my husband. So we moved to LA and I transferred and opened the first Ulta in Los Angeles and worked there for about six months. And then I moved to Bloomingdale's after that. I'm giving you like the real quick version, the dirty version. And I worked for a brand called Paula Dorf. And then I worked for a brand called Dior. Have you heard of it? I loved it. (laughs) And I really honed my skills. I mean, I was, I I was good at like three things when I would do people's makeup and I do everybody the same. And then working in department store and working at Ulta, like you do a lot of makeovers. So I would really do bad makeup. And then I would course correct and then continue to hone my skills of doing people's makeup. And like when I did a good job, they'd buy everything. And when I did a bad job, they'd like slowly moonwalk away from the chair. (laughs) So it was such a good education and it was free. I had already paid for college, so I wasn't going to pay to go to like a beauty school or anything. And then I just met all the right people. I met people in reality television. I met people that owned makeup schools and I like got a job every Saturday driving like an hour away to go teach a makeup school. And I kind of learned things there while I taught and different types of makeup. They were doing like that Kim Kardashian look before like anyone was doing it. It was so 90s. Yeah, yeah. And then that is I, a very 90s yeah, and then I worked in reality television and did makeup on reality shows. And I thought I had made it and I like traveled the US and it was like so fun. And then I decided I would get some hours selling more makeup. And I met this makeup artist named Jillian Dempsey, who owned a line called Deluxe at the time that was sold all over the place. And I freelanced for her and she was a celebrity makeup artist. And I just never even thought about it. Yeah, That was a door that opened that I saw all this opportunity because I was like, I love entertainment. I love storytelling. I love actors and actresses. Like this could be so fun. 
And I'm also like a Gemini. So I don't like the same thing every day. So every day is a new job. I always say we're the doctor of beauty because we are on call. So I assisted a lot. And then I got signed to an agency. I've been with them ever since, you know, over like 12 years. I'm very loyal. I love my job. I love it so much. But I think when you're a creative, you hit a wall where you don't feel as inspired. And so that was the impetus to start a line. I was like, I want to do it and I want to do it better. And I want to do it different. I just want to do it my way. Yeah. It's a great jump off to be able to have something new. But now it makes me love my job again the way I used to because now I can bring my products to my clients and it's just like a perfect evolution. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's it's really, really cool. Right. Exactly. Also, like I can tell by your products that you've kind of been through that whole, like, you know, I know we were joking about the Ulta thing, but it shows when a makeup artist has really seen it all kind of thing because the products will speak to that. And I remember like when I first tried your line, I was immediately like, oh my gosh, she really gets it because for everyone listening, we were kind of chatting before the episode started about how I personally, I run away in the opposite direction from my makeup drawer every morning because it's so scary to me. But I really love how you've taken this approach of the multitasking for every product is meant to do to you've combined it so beautifully and I really want you to speak to that Jamie because I mean as you know we're living in this industry that is so cluttered at this point right I mean every day there's a new makeup brand or a skincare brand or somebody's coming out with something but very rarely do you see truly innovative products that are kind of changing the game right and so I I always look for that I look for multitasking products so when I tried your line it was like oh, great. You know, this is finally something I'm like, okay, I can use this for my blush. I can use this for my lip balm, you know, like the Bloss. I love it. It's just a beautiful product. I just want you to talk about that, this idea of multi-use products and what you've seen in the industry as, like you said, evolve as it's evolved. Thank you so much. I feel like you get me. You complete me. (laughs) (laughs) I think we were talking before we started filming today and we were talking about like my inspiration is the everyday girl, the everyday woman. I remember seeing people in traffic doing their mascara. I remember seeing people on the subway when I lived in New York doing like a full face, just like trying to get it done as quick as possible. Now I'm older. I have a lot of responsibilities. I have a business. I have another business. I have a day job and I have three kids and a husband. So for me, it's like, how do I take 20 plus years of knowledge and put it in products that stick out? And so multitasking was a no brainer for me. And I know there's a lot of brands that like tout that, but they don't really come through in that sense. So I was like, I'm just going to do it my way. And the first product was the Bly Lighter and the Bly Lighter was a blush highlighter hybrid. It's now its own category. I'm not going to sue anyone, but I do have the TM, but a blush highlighter hybrid. And I was like, I was always creating this look on the carpet of this very, beautiful sheen, but not too highlighty so that it didn't reflect the cameras, but then also putting a little dab of color in there. So I would mix like four or five products to get that look. And I would put it in my own little containers and carry it around. I was like, all right, maybe I'll start. And just so everybody knows, I tried to start a business a couple years prior to when Jamie Makeup came out and it just didn't work out. So I had given away a lot of ideas. So I didn't want to use the ideas that I had given away. I wanted to come up with something new. And that's how I was like, all right, I'll do the blush thing that I do on everybody. And I was like, I'm going to test the waters and see if it works. And I want to be able to put this on your lips, eyes, and cheeks. And 
and just have it be super simple. I also wanted to be environmentally conscious. And so I put it in a recyclable plastic that didn't have a mirror in it because the mirrors you can't recycle. People don't know things like this. So then that kind of backfired because people were like, we want a mirror. I was like, okay, next round, next round. So we did yeah. the blight lighter. It was I, after like two months, I made my money back. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to take that and put it into the Bloss. Now the Bly lighter, we tried to stay within a quote unquote clean parameter because you know there is there's spectrum of clean, but we yeah. really wanted to do like Sephora and like Credo. And if I ever wanted to get in there, you know, and like Ulta. And then we made sure that it had hyaluronic acid and for hydration and then the shea butter just for moisture. And so it was great. It dries beautifully. It has great playtime. It looks good on everybody. It's easy to use. If you mess up, it's okay. Two yeah. little rubs to the left, to the right, swipe left, swipe right. And it's like cleaned up. So yeah, yeah, that was the whole impetus and it did really well and people love it and people are still buying it, which I know means it's still doing well. And then we took that money and put it into the Bloss, right. the Bomb Gloss Hybrid. And then again, a new category, They people use it in articles and stuff. So it's such an honor to be innovating in a sea of so many products. And yeah. just for the listeners out there, like we are really, I mean, I'm not making it in my kitchen. I use labs, but we are serious indie. There are brands like claim they're indie, but they're not really indie. They have like VC money or they've been given a million dollars. And this is literally my saving. It's homegrown out of a garage. So that they're actually drilling in right now. So <laughs> no, Sorry, I mean, really I, I feel so like cut me off anytime. Oh, no, no. I wanted to let you talk because I really think there's so much brilliance in your products. And I really mean that when I say that, because as a woman of color, I've grown up with a lot of hurdles when it comes to finding makeup. And a lot of them, like, you know, we were talking about the Bly Lighter and it was something when I first tried it, I was like, this is actually brilliant because I don't use a highlighter. And when I tell people that, especially my friends who are super into makeup, they're like, well, what's wrong with you? Why would you not use a highlighter? And I was like, well, I'll tell you why. First of all, there's never anything that matches my complexion and actually is flattering, right? For example, for somebody who has a tan complexion, and Jamie, I'm sure you know about this, but for everyone listening, if you have a tan complexion, you want more of like a goldy kind of highlighter. Well, I never found one that looked right. So it would never that well, it just made me look fake. It, it's just something I just couldn't wear to work or the hospital. I live at the hospital. So when I'm going into a patient's room, I don't want to scare them, right? With like my blinding <laughs> highlighter. So I was like, this is just a makeup category that I'm going to stay away from. I can't do it personally as a consumer. And so for me, that specific product, it really speaks to me because it's not only giving me something that I've never been able to use before, but then it's also giving me my favorite product in makeup, which is blush. It's brilliant. So I yeah. really, really love and you know, that speaks to the fact that you are truly indie because you can see it. You can see that you've poured your heart into these products. I mean, it really, really comes through. So, I mean, I think it's more than just multi-use. It's also speaking to a lot of us that maybe have felt left out in these categories of makeup. How many people out there, I know eyeliner is a big thing. People talk about eyeliner the most in this fact with, oh, well, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do my makeup or make it look the way so-and-so's makeup looks. And I feel like, I fundamentally feel that the problem with that is that you're not using the right product that are good for you. So like totally. with consumers, when they go to Sephora and they're looking for that perfect foundation or the perfect blush, the perfect lip gloss, sometimes what's perfect for somebody else isn't for you. And to be able to create categories where now you're blending different, you know, concepts from different types of makeup, that actually does create a larger net for people who such, don't find those perfects. It's so, such a great point. You are my demo because... <laughs> 
<laughs> That's exactly right. This is for people that like are overwhelmed with all of the variety. And I was overwhelmed and you're overwhelmed and we're in the business and I love makeup. I can't get enough of it. But I was just like, oh my God, 55 steps to get the perfect like sculpted face. Like I can't, I just can't. And most yeah. women, they're not doing that. They're not spending that time. And I feel like when I walk into a Sephora now, I see all the brands competing with the same trends. And yeah. one thing, so I've been to a bunch of trade shows. Every year I would go to different trade shows, Makeup New York, Makeup LA, blah, blah, blah. The same thing I noticed was, okay, all the vendors and labs are presenting the trends for the next year. And they want you to purchase the trends for the next year. And so everybody purchased, I don't know if consumers are as sensitive to this, but like as a makeup artist who, like I'm on both sides, I'm like a founder creator, but I'm also a makeup artist. So I get yeah. sent everybody's products and, you know, for instance, lip oil, right? Yeah. It was presented. I'm like, why would I do that when everyone else is being presented the same thing? I don't understand. Like, it's so like backwards to me. So then literally everyone comes out with a lip oil, every yeah. single brand. I have decided that I will not pay attention to trends. I will yeah. not pay attention to what everybody else is doing. I'm going to make things that I actually will use myself selfishly. And I know there's a slew of women out there that also want this kind of product because it's easy. And you, it's a no brainer and you don't have to always like, I'm not going out and buying, you know, if you look at fashion right now, there's so much like see-through one, two piece fashion. I'm not going to wear that. I mean, I can appreciate yeah. how beautiful it is as I can appreciate how beautiful the trends are, but I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to be my own person and I want to create things that are authentic so that I will reach my audience who feels the same way. There is an audience for everyone. If you want to come out and make a makeup line that, you know, whatever, there's going to be people that want it. So that's how. <laughs> I feel about like the competition and stuff. I'm like, we're all in this together. We're all working our butts off and try new things. And I'm proud of everyone for doing it, but I'm speaking to a certain person and I'm glad that yeah. you understand. Also, Absolutely. Yeah. on a side note, when we were deciding about the brand identity, my husband and his partner, Evan and Josh, they own a company called Caveat and it's a creative company. So we have meetings about the identity. And in the beginning, I wanted to be like everybody else. I was like, I want black font with like a little bit of crazy like floral behind it. <laughs> I want to be chic. I want my products to be black and white. I want to be chic. And my husband's partner, Evan, was like, but you're not chic. And I was like, what? And he's like, oh, oh wow. I think that in the nicest way, like you're the girl that would let anyone sit at their table. You're the girl yeah. that would let anyone be part of your club. Right. Be you. And I was like, okay, I want loud and crazy. And I want an artist from every court to be involved. And he's like, okay, great. I'm going to work on that. So he would find these artists and then we would pick them for each, whatever their like aesthetic was, we would pick them for each product. So like the first product was Yeye Weller. He was out of Germany and we loved his like whimsical fun because that's like how we are. And then Evan was like, okay, this is going to be your brand identity. We're going to change art for each product and we're going to use your color story. And we picked the colors. I mean, it took a long time to figure out what we wanted. And you know, at yeah. first people are like, it seems juvenile. And I'm like, I'm fun. No. I'm, it's not juvenile because as the family of products has grown, you see the overall 
picture, you know? Yeah. It's beautiful. Artists all over the world, which is so fun. Oh my gosh. You're like speaking to my heart right now that I have such a soft spot for truly like, they always say like the starving artist, but really like, like the artists that you never, ever get to see their work. Like I have such a soft spot in my heart for that because art is like, I mean, makeup is art, right? I mean, that's brilliant. I'm glad that you did that. I love it. And I love your packaging, by the way. I wanted to actually ask you that because I was wondering where you got your inspiration for the packaging and the beautiful art on it because it's very different, but it's so unique and beautiful that it actually makes you want to use the product. So I think you definitely nailed it. (laughs) I I love it. Like I'm in love with the way they look. Like when makeup artists take selfies and post on Instagram and tag me, you can see my product right away. So maybe that's the narcissist part of my personality, but not that I'm a narcissist because narcissists don't know they're narcissists, but you know, everybody likes everyone likes a little love. So I mean, it always makes me so happy. Yeah, we use each product. Like when we came out with the Bloss, which is the bomb gloss, we have a UK artist, Nick Mack, who created that, this beautiful, fun, fluid kind of look. And then for the multi-mask, which is a mask that you can use to protect from your makeup fallout, but also to hydrate any eye cream or eye serum. And that was Miria Ruiz from Barcelona. And then the BFMR mist was a Brooklyn artist named Alexandra Zudo. And then um, the eye stick was Mouse Bouse from the Netherlands. So all wow. of Evan really is just honed into like all the Instagram artist culture. And so we would, there's so many out there that I can't wait to create more products just to create more with these artists. I feel um, like you should totally do, Jamie, on total side note, but you should totally do like an event where it's a gallery or like some show with well, all I of these like beautiful artists. I feel like Art Basel is like perfect for my brand. You know what it is though? We're poor. We don't have any funding, so we can't afford to do Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's probably coming because your products are freaking phenomenal. And I just, I can't imagine any VCs out there listening. This is the brand. Come on, let's get on board. Thank you. (laughs) But no, I want to talk to you about the amazing, this is my favorite product actually in the line. And I know a lot of people can relate because I've seen it everywhere. And that is your makeup remover. It's absolutely phenomenal. And I want to learn everything about it. What made you create it? Because it can take off literally tattoo makeup, I feel like. It's so good. It's just literally one swipe you're done all that multi-step cleansing and all that crap that we hear about when i tried this product you guys like for everyone listening i literally was like why do we even double cleanse we don't need to double cleanse jamie figured it out screw it. You know, I agree with you. Like, I think what it was, every makeup remover that I tried, especially on like my clients, like I would find one and then someone would complain that it burned their eyes. Oh God. And then I would find another one. Then I found one that I loved, but it didn't have clean ingredients. And I'm like, this is something you use every night. I feel like I kind of want to have something a little cleaner. And I just kept going over and then it wouldn't take off if I had waterproof lash mascara on, or sometimes the glue on my lashes wouldn't come off or like, and I'm like, why isn't they're just something all in one. So I was like, we could do this with like a dry oil vibe, like not as oily. And to tell you the truth, I love the bombs, but they're so messy. And I got fake nails last year and they just get caught up in my nails. So they like, are messy. Oh my gosh. You're so, so messy. Right. But they work really well. So I was like, how can I take that and makeup remover? And I want to be able to just spray it on my face, rub. And then listen, some people don't like not using something to take it off. So like, I always just recommend like a face halo or something. Some sort of reusable cotton or like you can wash. So if you feel like that makes it easier for you. But what I realized was by adding skincare benefits to the product, people are now being like, I love it to take off my makeup, but I actually 
actually use it as a moisturizer. And I'm like, you can. I mean, it has so many moisturizing ingredients in there that make it great for your skin. And someone else, I mean, I get the nicest DMs from people and, and people are like, it cleared my skin up. Is that possible? And I was like, I, I, yeah. I guess. I, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I know that like there's some like antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties to the ingredient list. But yeah, I just wanted something to take everything off and it really does do it. It does do it. And it's and we're sold out. So there's a wait list yeah. created and we're actually going to change the packaging a little bit just from like a business standpoint. The packaging. No, I love the packaging I though. No, I know. Why would you do that? No. There, there's been some issues with the packaging. You okay. got a good one, but a lot of people got like, there's just been some issues with it. So we're working on it. We're, we're no, but I, I wanted to say though, when you said the whole makeup, like it actually has skin benefits. I wanted to actually say that to you because it does. It really does. Like I will tell you my own experience with it has been, so I don't wear a lot of makeup. So when I do wear makeup, it's, it's just a little bit, but I'm not a huge like, oh my gosh, let's go through the whole routine of taking off my fake eyelash. I don't do all that. Right. So yep. when I wipe my makeup off, I want it to just be gone. And then I just want to forget about it sometimes because usually I'm running out the door to do something else. And so like I wanted to mention this to you because I was using the makeup remover and I remember taking off like all my makeup, everything came off, eyes, face, everything. But then it had a whole day right in front of me. My face did not feel like I had used anything on it because I literally had used it, wiped it off with like a paper towel and I was good to go. And I didn't have time to like, you know, redo my skincare and all that. My face felt so soft and nourished at the end I of the day. You. Like when I, it was amazing. I was like, I don't know what she did, but this is brilliant because it usually with makeup removers, it's like, yeah, you use them, but then you have to wash your face afterwards. And I'm not saying don't wash your face, by the way, for everyone listening, but yeah, if you, you like a double you don't cleanse, have to. go for it. If you're yeah. like, I was at first, I was like, this is the lazy girl's guide to makeup removal. And then I yeah. got a little kickback from people being like, don't call people lazy. And, but, and I was like, okay. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Social but, media. Yeah, I, I, you are my everything. I need like 5 million more of you to buy my oh. products. Oh my gosh. No, trust me. If I, if I could, I would tell everybody to literally buy them because they're really, really great. And the thing is with makeup and no one talks about this and Jamie, maybe you can relate to my opinion of this, but I see makeup as a place of, yeah, obviously we love to play and there's a lot of artistry here and there's a lot of really fun stuff, but the functionality of makeup is something no one is really sitting down and saying, okay, we need that. And I don't understand why, because earlier you may have made a really great point about the product they can be either trendy or not trendy right and I kid you not every staple makeup product I have in my drawer some of them date back to god knows when and I've kept them just for memorabilia because they're like pieces of like my life I feel like you know I get so attached to them and they have been tried and true and I feel like for a lot of people out there it becomes this like kind of keepsake you know it, it reminds you of what you love in makeup what works for you I remember a long time ago for me there was a buxom blush or something like a peach blush and I used to love that blush and I remember when they discontinued it I used to carry that blush with me everywhere I went because it wasn't about trends it wasn't about what's the cool trendy look right now or like the color of the year no I was literally trying to find the same color blush everywhere I went and so like that's why I really love the way you've designed the line because the products are something you can really keep with you wherever you go you can put them in your bag Use it whenever, you know, if you, yes, it doesn't are, matter. Yeah. You are spot on. I feel like you have to just find what works for you and you don't have to follow the trends and you can still be trendy. But the bottom line is like, you want to 
feel good and look good. So creating these products like that was the point. And these products, I feel like now I have a full face. I have lips, eyes, cheeks, hydration. And now you can just use those products and then take it all off and you're good to go. I can add more stuff, but this was all you need, really. This is it. You know, I mean, I'm not going to probably, I will never say never, but I probably won't get into complexion. I find it to be a little overwhelming. Um, It's very saturated too. Like the market's very saturated, I feel like. Yeah, it's too much. But I agree with you. Like, why can't I have these live forever and just like keep sharing the wealth? And so many women are like, oh my God, my daughter stole it. I need to order another one. And I'm like, that's music to my ears. I love that. I love that. It's like the kids like it too. And I know people are like, what's your demo? And I'm like, I definitely have a demo, but it's now becoming like 10 to 90. Yeah. No, I love that though. I love watching your brand grow. And I'm such a fan. I want to ask you something. And I think this is so important now more than ever, because as you know, people are gravitating more and more towards clean. Everyone's looking for clean, especially with like all of the haziness around it. I think we had talked about it a little bit earlier, but you know, I want to really come back to it because clean beauty is really coming back with a vengeance, especially after all of the gray and the haziness that happened with the whole Sephora seal. And you know, there's just a bunch of stuff that went down. And so with clean, when it comes to makeup, I have a hard time as a consumer understanding like what is clean makeup? So could you tell us a little bit about your journey in that? Like you wanted to keep the brand clean, I'm guessing. So how did you go about that? And did that really actually interfere with the look that you were trying to get with your products? So that's such a good question. I'm sorry if you can hear the drilling in the back. Oh, no. Um, We're making blush. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) The thing is, people... It's funny, like people demand it, but then they really don't care because there are some humongous lines that are doing so well that are selling like hotcakes, they're viral, and they are not clean. And by not clean, it means that they have certain dyes that are bad for your skin that like maybe could cause cancer, but maybe not. They have parabens and they have just a list of like harmful ingredients that when used over and over again can disrupt endocrine, can disrupt whatever. It's an up in the air question like hmm, if I wear this lipstick every day and it goes into my bloodstream what does that mean we don't know it said maybe this isn't going to be good for you and it's weird how this country I feel like Europe is way more strict than the US oh Um, they are they're crazy yeah yeah, they like are protecting their people with their food and their makeup and skincare and we are just I don't know what we're doing here Um, (laughs) but so for me I was again thinking about like what's important to me And everything that goes into this line is what's important to me. So if I can be, and people don't understand this either, being clean and being sustainable for the environment is so expensive. It is so expensive. It's the difference of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so you have to like pick and choose your battles. In a perfect world, I would be 100% clean. Well, I don't think there is anything is 100% clean because if you're 100% clean, your shelf life is like a week. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I asked you that. (laughs) Yeah. If you think about it, I think what it is, is ingredients that we know could cause harm are not allowed in the products. Just bad products. So there's lists of products from most retailers that they will not allow to sell as a clean product. So we really tried to stick to those lists. And it's worked out so far. I think that that is important to me is like, I don't want to be the reason somebody has something go wrong in 20 years if they wear my product for 20 years. I want to be kind to people. I want my makeup to be kind to people. So that's where I was coming from with that. But then you look at like what people are saying and they're like yelling at you for not having like sustainable packaging, but then they're using all this junk on their skin. So it's just like such a, it's kind of how our culture is now. Everybody's got an opinion and everybody's a hypocrite. 
Yeah, it's so true. Oh my gosh, I, I could not agree more with that because you know, yeah, everybody it's like is you're kind smoking of a and telling everybody to be clean. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's just that should be the poster <laughs> for like you know the voice of our current state. Yeah, now let me just light a cigarette while I ask you this question. Why not? It just I know, and I think that's honestly kind of the heart of why I asked that because makeup is such a interesting world when it comes to this whole conversation, and I think it's a little. It's a little much, you know, I'm not going to lie as a consumer. I'm not really looking at that. I mean, I, people can disagree, but for me, makeup needs to be functional. It needs yeah. to like really jive with me and what I'm trying to accomplish and make my life easy. And I feel yes. like if you can tick those boxes for me, you have my heart for life. And I will come back again and again and again to buy your products because yep. that's really what matters. And I think it's interesting where we are as an industry right now, because I think we are trying to superimpose all of these ideals onto every single thing that comes out, but it's just not we're not there yet from a technology standpoint either. I think a lot of this gets put on brands, but nobody talks about the manufacturing side of things either. You know, they don't talk about how there are things that are still under development. There's just things we haven't been able to do yet. And one day we will. But till then, you can't expect everything to be 100% clean, natural, everything organic. It's makeup. You have to make it actually, like you said, last more than a week. So yeah, I think it's a little ridiculous too, but yeah, yeah. Also, like, yeah. I remember when I moved to LA and everybody talks about like the culture here. I did a cleanse from this doctor, the herb doc. Uh, and he's like, that everything sketchy. you think LA is. Yeah. Like it was yeah. like, he's vegan. So you couldn't eat anything from a face or with a face. I learned that for the first time. And then he spoke so highly about obviously like filtered water and the sheets you sleep on to the underwear you wear to the clothes you wear and how everything should be cotton because you're putting it on your body every day. So everybody's is mad about their makeup being clean, but then wearing like Shein polyester pants. No one can do it perfectly. No one can do it perfectly. So find someone who if you're really like a conscious consumer, where you find somebody that shares ideals, like you would pick a friend and you use their products. So if you're a free thinker too, you're going to do a little bit of research. Otherwise, there's a lot of people that just like, as we see this like, crazy TikTok culture, this Instagram culture where somebody posts something and it takes off like wildfire. I mean, the person that does my shipping for the products, sorry, they're making lipstick now. (laughs) The person who does the shipping for my, I went the other day and there was these swag t-shirts and I was like, what is going on? They were all outside. He's like, we have to get a bigger warehouse. I was like, what happened? He's like, they popped off on TikTok and we have 15,000 orders today. And I was like, what? Like that is insane. So it's just like everybody wants what everybody has. But then when you actually sit back, I mean, I feel like sometimes this comes with a little bit of like wisdom from aging, but like you realize like what works for you and you're just so happy to support that brand. So I'm looking for those people that are just happy to like, they know what they want. They want to be an individual and they want it to be easy and quick. Right, right. Absolutely. And I completely resonate with that statement. I think that a lot of us do, especially, I mean, I'm a millennial and I get it. I really do get it because we didn't have anything. We went from nothing to everything, I feel like, in the makeup industry. So I'm very happy. When I find a product that works, I'm like, yes, thank you. Absolutely. This is going in here forever and I will be back. For me, it's a whole different experience. I know Gen Z is different. Everyone's different. But I think if you grew up in a time where you went from having no options in a nude lipstick to now you've got 50 million options, like, you know, it's a whole different kind of perspective that you have. And for me, it's just not, I'm not trying to nitpick at a brand for little things when I feel like their products are already so amazing. And it's like, that's what I'm looking for. So I think it's just different for everybody. You know, if you you love something, you love something, you know, exactly. 
exactly. No, I, I agree. And I want to ask you, actually, to round out the interview, Jamie, I will have to ask you, is there anything coming up on the horizon? What's next? I know you have amazing products right now, but anything you can share with us? Well, the iStick it just launched and there'll be more colors coming within 2024. So that's exciting. Um, it's a primer and eyeshadow in one with an applicator built in. So that's really exciting. And then, you know, I just want to grow this to be like a household name so that I can really give back to community. My dream is to be able to open sports complexes in inner cities and stuff to help youth really have a place to I really love sports sports is like my other passion and working out and stuff I know like some people are like are you crazy but if in my perfect world I would like just be working out all day and so I really want to I have kids and I see what sports does to kids not even just sports but exercise walking and yeah, I want to like, be able to create my kids played at the Mamba Academy. Kobe Bryant had yeah. created this Mamba Academy and it's amazing. And I wish there were more pro athletes that were doing stuff like that, creating these amazing centers for kids to come and exercise and practice sports. And I was like, wow, that to me needs to be done. Like that to me needs to be put into neighborhoods that really need the support. So yeah. to me, that would be the ultimate goal. That is like the life dream and I, love that. I do everything in my power to get there. So I love that. And gosh, I commend you for that. That's really cool. It's better than like a lot of times when I ask people this, they just name some random charity and call it a day, you know, but that's really cool. And I couldn't agree with you more. I think we definitely need facilities like that more and places for children to actually go be kids. That's yeah. very important. So There's, I love I mean, that. Obviously, as a culture, we're really tapping in, especially the youth now, like taps into their trauma and how do we defuse that? How do we help that? How do we support that? And so it yeah. starts with children. Healthy children create healthy adults. And I'm really into mental health and I'm really into exercise and I'm really into drills. Can you hear them? Um, but <laughs> yeah, I actually, do you know the brand Thrive Cosmetics? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Marissa Bodner is like one of my best friends and she's been a mentor in this whole thing. And she is somebody, because I'm like 1% for the planet and da-da-da-da-da. But this girl every week is calling me from like Skid Row. She's calling me from an LGBTQIA trans organization. She's calling me from mothers of kids of cancer who passed away. She has donated over $200 million in products and support and money to these charities. And yeah. I watched her and I was like, I have to have a mission. Like, I, ha- I can't be just doing this to buy a pair of shoes. I have to yeah. have a mission behind this. So her whole whole brand is built about the mission of cosmetics, not cosmetics. But so she really inspired me to like really decide what do I love and what do I want to do? And it's so it's not just saying I'm going to do this. I want to be part of that culture and I can't wait to get there. I won't lose. I will not lose. No, you will not lose. We will not let you lose. We love you, James. Seriously. Thank like, you. I, I love you. you. Yeah, so no, awesome. I mean, no, you're awesome. And I love what you're doing. And you're really disrupting the industry in the best way possible. And I feel like that's just so rare these days. And I really, truly hats off to you and your whole brand. Everyone listening, if you guys have not already checked out Jamie Makeup, I don't know what you're waiting for. Literally amazing. Every product is amazing. And I'm going to tag everything in the concept art for this, but I really urge you guys go check out the brand, support the brand, you know, show up for it because I agree with you what you said, Jamie, about true indie brand versus fake indie almost. I think there's a real need for consumers to understand that. And I love that you are an indie brand. I mean, it's actually phenomenal that you are because your makeup and the quality of your makeup is so amazing. So I just floored. And so I really encourage everyone, check it out. Leave us your comments, send us some feedback. If you've already tried the line, you love it. 
Let us know if you have any questions for Jamie's team. Let us know. We'll pass it along. But thank you so much, Jamie. This has been such an honor to host you. And I can't wait for part two because, you know, I'm going to bug you to come back. Oh, (laughs) my God. I love you. You you complete me. You totally made my month. You're like my Christmas gift. I'm so grateful to be on the show. Thank you very, very much. Thank you so much. And for everyone listening, I'll be back next time. Thank you.